a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. When we look at ourselves and the situation of the world, uh, God is certainly there, but He's hidden there. He's not seen there. He's not. He, he hasn't put Himself there to be found. Where He puts Himself to be found is on the cross. That's where we know that He loves us. So we can just as well undo God's love for us as we can go back in time and pry the nails out of Jesus' hands. We can just proclaim God's Word, trust it will do what it says it will do, and no longer be be judging the effectiveness of the, of the preached word by human standards of measurement, by by the number of people that are there, but but rather to just do what God told us to do, to preach the word and administer the sacraments. Ch- Charles Finney could have possibly had the ugliest face of any theologian, <laughs> except for Brian Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to another edition of Table Talk Radio. Uh, Evan Gigline here with Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. Hello, Evan. Uh, this uh, show that we did previously, uh, How to Tell If You're Being Emotionally Manipulated by You Speaker, has been a hit. Yes. Meaning we had two people respond to this. I know it. I know it. Two more than normally respond. <laughs> we, now, look, if you guys, if you like anything on the show... And you respond to it, oh boy, you'll hear it again. If if you uh, so if you don't want to hear something again, then don't write about it, please, because uh, Evan and I live for these emails that we get. We are sensitive. To Wait the a minute. If, if if the lack of, of feedback the was the standard of not liking something, then we would be off the air. <laughs> That's true. By popular demand. <laughs> well, shut these guys down. You asked for it, so you got it. Another ed- edition of. How to Tell If You're Being Emotionally Manipulated by a Youth Speaker. Uh, this is an article that's found on our website, uh, written by Pastor Wolfmuller, uh, tabletalkradio.org. And under the Articles tab, you will find this little checklist of yeah, how it's to a, tell. Yeah, not, it's not so much of an article as it is a checklist. So you can carry it in your pocket whenever you go hear a youth speaker. <laughs> keep keep an extra copy in your wallet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Top ten ways, and then there's a little there's a little scale at the bottom. To t- after the thing is done, you can determine how how emotionally manipulated you've been. That's right. Uh, and then after that, we're going to spend an entire two segments devoted to answering your uh, questions b- via email at questions at tabletalkradio.org. We've been falling behind. You know, we try to do this at the beginning of every show, uh, but sometimes the, the first segment doesn't allow it. And so we're just going to spend a couple segments this this show answering your emails. Uh, but first, as you know, we have to do our, our buzzwords, right? This is yes. Eric, the truck driver, and I oh. love Table Talk Radio. Without theological buzzwords, I could never understand Johan Gerhard. <laughs> <laughs> that never gets old. No, it doesn't. And we'll put that to the test, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, this is where we exchange uh, a theological word, and, and uh, the other host has to get the uh, other person's word into natural conversation, up to 500 points available for this. And uh, the theological buzzword I have for you, Pastor Wolf Mueller, is polytheism. Oh, nice. Uh, which is a belief system, a re- religious system, in which the belief is that there are multiple gods, more than one god, poly meaning many, many gods. Uh, 
opposed to monotheism, one God. My uh, my theological buzzword for you is similar. It is pietism. <laughs> <laughs> pietism is the theological trend or uh, doctrine that says that uh, – how do you define pietism? Here, here's a working definition I've got for pietism. It is this. Progress in good works is more important than having a right understanding of doctrine. So pietist puts together uh, a person's uh, growth in godliness and good works ahead of uh, what someone understands to be true from the teachings of the scripture. So pietism, it is the basic theological position of most Christians in America. Uh, we are surrounded by pietists. In fact, you are probably a pietist, whoever you are, and you didn't even know it. <laughs> is that insulting? I'm not talking to you, Evan. I'm, you know, I was a pietist, by the way, about 20, 30 minutes ago. <laughs> That's right. Okay, well, uh, we need to uh, talk about this, this, how to tell if you're being mostly manipulated by a youth speaker. And some of these checklists are, uh, for example, they begin in an ecstatic frenzy and ends in an intimate whisper. Are you going to go through the list? Am I, yeah, should I yeah. have the list open? Uh, you better keep going. I'll, I'll keep going, open. and in the meantime, I'm going to reconnect you here. Uh, so anyway, the second one is quotes incessantly from uh, pop culture, movies, and the like, television shows, uh, which most teens have the good sense to ignore. <laughs> and the next one, uh, this one always happens. There's background music for prayers. Uh, another one, subtle encouragement of teenage rebellion by poking at the establishment. Uh, that's true, isn't it? Here's Patrick? a few more. It is. The, uh, it's always a breaking of the fourth commandment under the idea of being cool. Uh, the other ones are, here's some. The speaker talks about the death of a loved one. Uh, at least one story or illustration has inappropriate sexuality, nudity, etc. Uh, merchandise sales are part of the presentation. Or the speaker cries. Ooh. And the last two, uh, they have you repeat after them. <laughs> Everybody repeat after me. That's true. <laughs> and the last one, repeat last one not me. least, uh, five minutes after the talk is over, you've forgotten the content, remembering only that you were moved. <laughs> and the way the scale goes, if you checked zero to two, the talk probably had some important content. <laughs> if you checked, uh, checked three to five, this is a beginner at youth conferences. If you check six to eight of these boxes, it's a good thing you have the checklist. <laughs> and if you checked nine to ten of these, all, almost all of them, you've just been on an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> good enough. Okay. Uh, well, uh, do you want to set up the – you found you, – you were the uh, – the host here that that found the the work here. So, what did you find first? Let's well, here before that, I got we got an email about this, uh, and I wanted to read this email. This is from uh, Mark uh, in uh, where is Mark? I don't see where Mark is from. Mark writes, "Hi, Pastor Mueller. Hi, how ironic. This is about new game youth speaker manipulation. Just last week, my 11 year old daughter attended the Youthquake non demolition event here in St. Louis. I'm not sure what a non demolition event is." Uh, I prefer demolition events. Uh, the <laughs> keynote speaker was a coach. Consequently, your checklist was likely spot on. I wasn't crazy about her attending, so I spoke with my pastor and asked whether I should be concerned with her attending. He said he was not aware of anything to be concerned about, so my solution was to have my daughter use Pastor Wilkins' sermon diagnostic tool for 
her to record what the speaker said about Jesus. This provided a good opportunity for discussion after the event, even though her youth director collected all the kids' actual notes with the intent of compiling them later. In any event, I appreciate the checklist, particularly the scale and your program. I've listened to Table Talk from the very beginning, and I'm counting on Obamacare to pay for my future therapy. (laughs) (laughs) I particularly enjoyed your table scrap shows, those with Pastor Parks and the Solas are great. Uh, etc., etc. I would love to make a, the trip to Germany this summer. Don't know if I'll be able to keep uh, the information going. God bless, Mark. So thank you, Mark, for uh, for the email on the cruncher, and we will keep on crunching the youth speaker, uh, and we're going to do that right now. So I, I did a YouTube search for um, a youth a Christian youth speaker, and a couple down there, I found this fellow who's a ex-WWF wrestler, now turned youth speaker, motivational speaker. The, uh, now this must be a common theme. If you, you know, we have this one uh, one check here uh, that quotes incessantly from pop culture. Uh, but if you are pop culture, then that's like automatically you become a youth speaker. I know it. It's in there. It's in. Uh, we, we, the youth of the world are so kind of plugged into this entertainment culture that if you have this, so this guy used to be Demon Dan, a former <laughs> pro wrestler turned Christian youth speaker, and this is his automatic in I'm not Demon Dan anymore. I'm Youth Speaker Dan. Uh, so, so, so this check, uh, so automatically, if you are part of pop culture, you automatically get the check on, what was the check thing? I can forget. Uh, uh, and quotes incessantly from pop culture. Yeah, just by talking, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> so Demon Dan gets a check on this one, by the way, here. Uh, and he's uh, he has this, I don't know what this sort of, this thing is. It's like a, a skit something or other. Uh, uh, the skit guys. So he's he has a he has a guy that comes around with him, and so you're going to hear two people in this uh, in this thing. One of them is pretending to be a middle schooler, but it's actually the other youth speaker, uh, who has a pretty funny voice. I think it's kind of funny. Uh, and and they're going to do and this skit is called running the race. So that's what we have to crunch here. So. Okay, we're going to hear about the first minute before we go to this break. But here it is. People, welcome. My name is Dan Urbonski. I used to be a WWF World Wrestling Federation fighter, but I am not anymore because Jesus got a hold of my life. Let me just show you a picture of what I used to look like when I used to wrestle. Here it is, right here. Okay, Evan, you better right stop there. there. So th- this is just to make sure we have this checked. Quotes incessantly from pop culture, movie, television, so which most teens have the good sense to ignore. Uh, WWF wrestling counts as that which people have the good sense to ignore. Yes. I'll check that thing. Uh, uh, also, we note that he began in an ecstatic frenzy. We got to see if he he'll finish in an intimate whisper or not. Uh, but he's beginning there, so. All right. Well, uh, tell you what. Let's take a break right there. We'll go to the uh, commercial Whoa. break, and then uh, come back continuing. Uh, this youth speaker cruncher, uh, how to tell if you're being emotionally manipulated by a youth speaker. And again, you can print this off for your own use at our website, tabletalkradio.org, uh, and hand this out to all your friends. If you're going to a, a youth conference or something, you're going to hear a youth speaker, uh, print this out, make, make some copies, hand it out, and then uh, give it to the speaker afterwards so he can tell uh, how he's doing at being emotionally manipulated. Uh, you're listening to Table Talk Radio, everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show. We'll be right back. I'm talking about you. Nobody but you. Come on, give me. 
a message to you. Here we sit. We can do no other. Table Talk Radio. Vocation. Ordinary Life for Ordinary Christians. That's the title of the 11th Annual Vocation Symposium sponsored by Lutheran Student Fellowship of Oklahoma University. This year's speaker is Dr. Stephen Hine, the director of Concordia Institute for Christian Studies and associate pastor of Shepherd of the Springs Lutheran Church in Colorado Springs, Colorado. This all takes place Saturday, April the 10th from 2 p.m. to 7.30. Registration is free for students and only $10 for an adult. If you're in the Norman, Oklahoma area, we hope you can make it to the 11th Annual Vocation Symposium featuring Dr. Stephen Hine entitled Vocation, Ordinary Life for Ordinary Christians. For more information, visit tlcnorman.org. That's tlcnorman.org. If you have any questions, zip me an email, evan at tabletalkradio.org. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, we are doing the praise, or excuse me, not the praise song cruncher, the youth speaker cruncher, of course. Uh, how to tell if you're being emotionally manipulated by a youth speaker. And uh, so far, we're, crunching we're, something. we're uh, listening to former Demon Dan, uh, who is now uh, youth speaker Dan. Uh, just a, a shift in vocation there. <laughs> Slight. Uh, you can tell from this little presentation, though, that he hasn't really changed much. He's uh, he's about to beat this guy up with a Bible on stage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, he already has one quote uh, that is quoting incessant, or excuse me, one check uh, quotes incessantly, incessantly from pop culture, uh, which you know he is. I mean, he is he spoke so. Uh, and then we have a red flag on the first one uh, begins to begins in a static frenzy. So if now. He uh, closes with an in- intimate whisper. He gets a check for the first one as well. Uh, but let's continue listening to this and see what other check marks we get here. Uh, so right now we're looking at this picture of, of him as he was a pro wrestler. But that is not me anymore, young people. Things have changed and I'm a different person. And I'm here to talk to you about running the race, what it looks like for your story. I have a junior high student that's been backstage eating donuts and drinking coffee. Let's bring him out. Hi. Hey. What's your name? My name's Stevie Stevenson. Stevie Stevenson, yeah. welcome. Yeah, what's up, what's up? Stevie Stevenson. Yeah. I brought you up here so you can kind of help me do what it means to walk the walk and talk the talk, I'm on all right? the stage with Demon Dan. No, 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 no. My name is not Demon Dan anymore. My name is just Dan Urbonski. I'm on the stage with Demon Dan, the bone-crushing man. It's just Dan Urbonski. Demon Dan! It's just Dan Demon Dan, it's Dan Urbonski! Okay, he just hit him with his Bible, like, right there in the gut. Um, so apparently he he invited this uh, junior high student who was being played by probably, like, a 35-year-old guy. Uh, and and um, he, he's, you know, there to talk about uh, walking the walk, you know. I mean, there are apparently a bunch of pietists here is what we're dealing with, but... Um. <laughs> hey, was that your buzzword? <laughs> I don't think it's a bunch of polytheists. I'm not sure if pietists would would have would be beating someone with a Bible uh, physically, just symbolically. But I'll give it to you. Uh, 300 points. Woo, I'll take it. 300. 
Now, uh, here's something else, though. I mean, this this quotes incessantly from pop culture. So this uh, guy is part of the act. The middle school guy comes out there and goes berserk because he's he's on the he's on the stage. Bone Crusher Demon Dan, uh, and then Demon Dan, Dan says, "Settle down. It's not who I am anymore. I'm not this wrestler." Whack with the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really subtle irony, is it? Uh, no. <laughs> Um, okay, well, do, do, do you have any any other checks on this, or should we keep going? Keep going. All right, well, here here is uh, former Demon Demon Dan. <laughs> okay, Woo. that's March. You know what this is right here, Stevie? It's a Bible. You no, know, it's called the sword. Looks like a Bible. It's a sword. Might look it's like a Bible. Sword. I think it's a Bible. It's a sword. Gonna... It's a sword! <laughs> yes, Stevie. It looks like a sword. <laughs> I always wondered why they called it that. Well, Stevie. And now I know. You're going to help me walk the talk and talk the talk. When yeah. your friends look at you, do they say you walk the walk and talk the talk? Oh, I don't know. I, I hope so. I try. You know, I want to have a quiet time. Too slow! Oh, gosh! I'm trying! Oh, gosh! Wait a minute. Hold on a minute. What, no, just... You, <laughs> I hope so. Uh, I try to have a quiet time. That's a mark of pietism there, that language of quiet time. And then whack with the Bible again? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know if this is uh, is this is emotional manipulation. This is more like physical manipulation. I mean, it's a it's an actual physical beatdown that the guy's getting on stage there. No, I think this is an appeal to your manipulation, which is that of hilarity. Hilarity, <laughs> right? Which is the accept the only acceptable emotion for me is the emotion <laughs> of hilarity. I don't think that is an emotion, but I don't think right. So now look at this is really something we were. I, I, this guy's making me rethink the cr- the cruncher here a little bit because uh, he's not really appealing to this. He's not. He's certainly not sappy. Maybe uh, being a, we should find the youth speaker that used to be a soap opera actor. <laughs> that might fit the, the the checklist a little bit better. But so far he's only got one. He's only got one quote. Uh, there. This could also be subtle encouragement of teenage rebellion by poking at the establishment. Uh, th- but it's not so subtle, you know. It's uh, look at you can. I'm gonna beat this guy up with my Bible on stage. Uh, that that'll come in a little bit more too, I think, as this uh, as this thing goes on. So, all right. But well, he look. hasn't talked about the death of a loved one. He hasn't sold any merchandise. So so far, all right. Let's well, see. Five minutes remain. Let's see what 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 we have. Stevie, it says here. Therefore, in yes. Hebrews 12. Yes. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses. Yes. Out here is a cloud of witnesses. Yes, it They're is. They're watching you. Yes. They're watching your life. Yes. They're seeing your story. Aha. They're seeing how you testify. Yeah. What do you think they're thinking about you, Stevie? Well, I hope they think that I'm cute, you know. Oh, oh my stars. <laughs> I think you pierced my spleen. <sighs> Get up, buddy. Get up. I, I need you to walk the walk. The, the, the spleen is the classic com- uh, comic organ there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Any reference to the spleen is just instantly funny. And plus, I like the, how this guy talks kind of like Manny. No, no, like uh, what's Sid the, the, the guy on uh, Sid the Slot? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like this guy so far. I mean, no biblical context. I mean, no, no, no content whatsoever. You gotta walk the walk. Oh, I hope that people think that I'm cute. Wrong answer. Wow, pow! This is, this though reminds me of a strategy I was working on for talking with pastors, which was called the judo winkle strategy. <laughs> which is, instead of trying to argue with guys about the right doctrine or whatever, you just do a little judo chop if they get up against you. See, <laughs> orthodoxy by violence. <laughs> 
This guy's speaking my language. Let me know how your next Winkle right. works out, would you? <laughs> Winkle, by the way, for those of you that don't know, is the German word for corner. This this word always has to be explained. Yes. And apparently all the old pastor, the German pastors, says, hey, let's get together once a month and go off by ourselves and uh, study the scriptures and uh, and pray, etc. So the, the, the regular pastor's meetings are called the Winkles. So that should be a buzzword. That should be a buzzword. Uh, okay, all right. Well, let's continue with uh, Demon Dan. The scripture. I can't. Come on, get up. No, You're on the ropes. I need you to get up, buddy. I, can't. I need you to get up. No, get up. Get no. up. Get up. Oh. oh, my gosh. You just hit me with a Bible. Oh. Oh. I need help. Somebody. I need a sponsor from my church <laughs> to get me off of this stage with this demon. <laughs> Somebody help Sid the Sloth. <laughs> Stevie, Stevie, come on. Now he's putting Stevie, his foot in his Listen mouth. to me. Listen to me, buddy. Stevie. Don't get near me. I don't like the Bible. Stevie, Stevie. The word of God hurts. It's like a double-edged sword. That's right. It says right here. It says right here. I'm pretty sure that that's taking the verse out of context. The you Bible's so? like a double-edged sword. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. I'm now, not sure. Now remember, each each young person has paid three hundred dollars to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's neither here oh, nor there. The Bible hurts. It's like a double-edged sword. <laughs> All right, we're about so he's he's rolling around on the stage here. <laughs> we're halfway through. Does this get any better? Uh, it's not. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It gets better. More hilarity to come. Oh, great. Well, here it is. <laughs> we must run the race that God has set before us, Stevie. I can't run. I can't. Stevie, Stevie. you hit me in the cranium. Stevie. Wow. I cranium is the number two body part after the spleen for uh, comic <laughs> answer. What are you doing? Which is proven by the pulpit at Hope Lutheran Church. When you hit me in my head, it's messing with my legs. I need you to get up, buddy. I need you to get up and run the race. Come on, this is the time we testify. Come on. Get up and run the Okay. Okay. You see, young people, when we start running, run faster. Okay. You see, when we start running the race, people. What's happening in this thing? Oh, sorry. The guy's running around in a circle because he's running the race. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Demon Dan is trying to make his uh, point. <laughs> Yeah, th- this, we're getting now to the central theological point of the youth speaker, which is we got to run the race, which is be dem- which is demonstrated by this guy playing Sid the Sloth, <laughs> limping around him on stage, right? Right, right. Okay, about a minute. But look, I, I I would like to find some more emotional manipulation thing, but it's just ah. Oh, so oh, far, wait, 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 wait. I've re- got one. I've got one. Uh, I mean, can we be analyzing both of these people instead of just just Demon Dan? But uh, this one, yeah. the speaker cries. I oh yeah, think, that's true. I think that's he a is check. Crying. 
I think that's a check. Although it's a kind of a fake cry because he's pretending to be beat up by the guy's Bible. Yeah, a little so bit So it's kind different. of a different sort of thing, but <laughs> well, I think we'll count it. We're, we're... We want to be generous with our checks here. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> One guy's crying. The other guy's yelling at him. <laughs> run, run, run faster. Because the more I beat up on you, the more the kids like me, and then I can tell them that they got to run the race. But now that okay. that's it right there. I think you need to have one here that talks about uh, just doing whatever it takes to buddy up with with the kids with, with the youth. Um, I I think that is is the chief goal of what's going on here, uh, and that definitely needs to be on your checklist. I think. Yeah. All right. All right. But the checklist. I'm willing is, to receive the addendum. All right. Well, we want to hear from you also about what do you think about this checklist on. How to tell if you're being emotionally manipulated by a youth speaker? You can email us. We have a minute. We got to get to the end because we got to see if he goes to the whisper. So, well, let's do it right after this break, and we'll uh, find out uh, how this turns out. Then I saw her face. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. This is most certainly true. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We're determining how you can tell if you're being manipulated by a youth speaker uh, listening that to... That could have been the music that uh, Demon Dan ran into the wrestling stage with right there. <laughs> that would have been perfect. <laughs> well, Demon Dan is now getting to his theological point, and oh, we can't wait. Uh, and so <laughs> let's see what the- theological connection he makes to beating someone up with the Bible on this stage. <laughs> when, we, when we start running the Demon Dan has a bit of a girly chuckle. Run! <laughs> when we start running the race, the greatest compliment... Can I tower walk? No, run! Okay. The greatest compliment will not be what, what man says, but what God says when you die. When he says, run faster! When he says, well done, good, and well done, good, and faithful, survive! Wow. Well done, good and faithful servant, and you whack the guy down with the Bible. Right. Um, okay, so apparently that God will look at us and say, well done, good and faithful servant, by our walking the walk and talking the talk. Is that? Uh, did I get that right? Running the race, walking oh. the walk. Yeah. Did you, did you, weren't you listening? Well, that was clear. What? You weren't distracted by the guy <laughs> trying to power walk around him, were no, you? I was, and I was, he was laughing at I was, him? Yeah, I was picturing this pro wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta change my laugh now. I gotta. <laughs> oh, oh, hoo, hoo, hoo. you sound like Santa more, Claus. All right, more pro wrestlery. <laughs> All right, uh, one more minute or a little over that. So let's let's finish this up. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> That's another pop culture reference. Yes. It's my, 
What's the matter, buddy? Oh, I don't. You hit me again. I soiled myself. Oh. <laughs> I'm so Yeah, sad. yeah, that counts. That, I soiled myself. At least one uh, would story be... illustration that has inappropriate sexuality, nudity, etc. I think that would be it. Okay. Check. So that's up to one, two, three, and maybe four checks, depending if he uh, ends in an intimate whisper. Yes, yes. All right, we continue. Somebody, he's abusing me. Please, for the love of all that's holy, take the Bible and just give him a New Testament. I think he's got something with notes in it. There may be an apocrypha in there. Oh! <laughs> it says, it says right here, Stevie, what? Stevie, it says right here, what? What? as we walk the walk and talk the talk, yeah. you've been running the race, right? Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. You keep hitting me, though. Oh, God. Oh, God. Stevie. What? It says this. We must, we must strip off everything that holds us up. I'm out of here. That would be a reference number two right. to inappropriate nudity. All right. Okay. Um, so We're done there. I think we also now. You know what's interesting? We could, I think you could have multiple checks for all of these things. So I think you get about two or three checks for <laughs> quotes incessantly from pop culture. Now you do have the subtle encouragement of teenage rebellion. That uh, it was not so subtle. I mean, the guy was just going chaos on the stage there. So I'm going to check that one. Okay. You got two checks for inappropriate sexuality. Uh, you have the speaker crying. That's there as well. So there you go. And I'm going to go ahead and check the last one. I would be surprised if I asked anyone who heard this in five minutes uh, anything about the content. With, with the, so I'm, I think that one's safe to check. Yeah, this one, it says after five minutes you've forgotten the content, but there, if there's nothing to forget, then it automatically <laughs> is checked. All right. I'm going to total these checks up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got eight checks. Eight? Good thing... Eight. That's a good thing you had the checklist here. Even <laughs> so, though only we only checked one, two, three, four, five boxes, but a couple of them had multiple checks. <laughs> We're being pretty generous with these check marks. All right, that is the uh, checklist on how we determine if someone's being emotionally manipulated by a youth speaker. Uh, now it's time to dig into your emails that you've sent to questions at tabletalkradio.org. We have a, a nice little stack here. Um, and so uh, this first one comes from Jari in Finland, and he writes, uh, I'm not sure what to think about the charismatic movement. Being a Lutheran, it's very easy to see that there's a lot of things wrong within the charismatic doctrine. They don't recognize Bible's divine authority the way we do uh, when they override it with their own revelations, for instance. But then again, the Bible seems to mention something like the phenomenons that we can see in and in the, with, in the movement – uh, seeming to be speaking in tongues and prophesying and so forth. How can we determine if those phenomenons are the real thing or just simply uh, very unbiblical? I'm tempted to think and say aloud that they're not real, but then again, if those were real, what if those things really came from God? In that case, it would be something to ask for instead. 
I am not satisfied with my current obscure perception of the doctrine from the Bible on this matter. Either we are wrong or the Pentecostals are about the forms and phenomenons that occur in the charismatic movement. It's impossible that both can be right at the same time. Any thoughts or proper exegesis from the Bible on this matter? Thanks in advance. All right, so Pastor, uh, what do you, I mean, here we have some Pentecostals uh, doing some miraculous healings or something like that, and you look at the Bible and says, look, the apostles are doing healings there too. What's the difference? Well, I think if we could just start with the oh, well, first we should start with a shout out to all our Finlandian listeners. <laughs> oh yeah, everyone oh. in Finland, glad to have you there. Uh, but second, maybe just to take the phenomenon of tongues uh, just briefly, and I'll read. Uh, this is from Acts chapter two, and this is the day of Pentecost when the when the when the tongues when the Holy Spirit descends upon the disciples there, and the tongues of fire are on all those, and and this is starting Acts chapter two verse five. Uh, Sorry, verse 4. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men, from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speaking in their own language. Now this is just, I think, I think this is the text that we need for the charismatic movement, especially for the speaking in tongues movement, because it says just so fantastically clear that the Holy Spirit uh, gave the miraculous gift of tongues to the apostles so that they could speak in languages uh, that they didn't know so that the people who were there could understand the gospel in their own language. Uh, And so tongues, the speaking in tongues that the Bible talks about, is simply the gift given by the Holy Spirit of speaking in a language that you don't know. So if someone came along and and started speaking the gospel in German to someone who only spoke German or something like this, this would be the same as what uh, the Bible is talking about. Nowadays, though, in the Pentecostal movement, the charismatic movement, the tongues that they speak in there, are uh, it's just a gibberish, an angelic language it's sometimes called. It's not, a, it's not a human language. And this is simply not at all what the scriptures are talking about. What's especially terrible about some Pentecostals that do this speaking in tongues is that they oftentimes... Uh, connect the speaking of tongues as proof uh, that you have the Holy Spirit or the proof that you're saved. And this is just terrible. And so you have people uh, putting their faith and trust and their ability to speak gibberish. And you have some some honest Christians thinking, well, I can't do that, you know, so therefore I must not really be saved. Bad. Yeah, our salvation is not... uh uh, our salvation is that God speaks to us, his gospel, and by that gospel gives us faith. Like Paul says in Romans 1 and Romans 10, uh, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you're exactly right. Okay, now what about healings and, and the like? Well, the, the with way that we— a, With about two minutes here. The way we want to see all of these uh, healings and miracles of the scriptures, I think, is um, is very important. The the uh, I, I think I've told the story here about the time that I met the apostle in the at the McDonald's in Utah. Did oh, I have yeah. I told that story? Oh yeah, yeah, and then, and he owned a gun shop as well, right? Yeah, or knife store. Oh, knife, knife store. store. Okay. And uh, uh, and he said he's an apostle, and I said, well, could you show me a miracle? Because if someone just comes along and says I get direct words from God, you, the God just doesn't want us to trust the person that says that because everyone says. That that's exactly what all the false teachers say. So the Lord is going to give miracles to confirm uh, that His Word is present. He does it with the prophets. He does it with the apostles, and that's how we should understand uh, the the miracles that we see surrounding Jesus and the prophets and apostles. Now, miracles, on the other hand, are given by Jesus as a 
uh, as a warning sign of the end times. He says in the last days they'll see signs and wonders uh, to deceive e- the false teachers will to deceive the elect if possible, so that we uh, so that especially now that we live in the last days, signs and wonders are for us a mark of false teaching, uh, as Jesus warns us in Matthew 24 and 25. Yeah, and I think you know we should be reminded that uh, how then does the Holy Spirit work? The Holy Spirit always works uh, in the Word, and so uh, w- when you start separating the Holy Spirit from from the Word, uh, then we can already be asking these questions. Maybe this isn't the Holy Spirit really working because the Holy Spirit works through the Word uh, to 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 preach the gospel, so that uh, the Holy Spirit can use that Word uh, then to bestow faith miraculously. Um, so that, that's about all the time we have for this segment. We're going to continue uh, with your email sent to questions at tabletalkradio.org. Uh, or you can call us our our toll-free number, 866-851-5523. Don't go away. More Table Talk Radio right after this commercial break. It's not a radio show. It's a relationship. Stay tuned for more Table Talk Radio. This sounds like a praise song. (laughs) It's not. I'm sorry to disappoint. It's emotionally manipulating me. (laughs) I like your last point, by the way. You finished up the last uh, segment talking about the the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, that's what you learned from Demon Dave, right? He said the uh, <laughs> the Holy Spirit is the sword of the, the... The Bible is the sword of the Spirit. Did he get that far, or did he just say the Bible is a sword? I think just a, a sword. Okay. But hey, congratulations. You remember the content, and it's been about five <laughs> you gotta, minutes. you got to uncheck it. <laughs> <laughs> Except for I didn't remember it. I got it wrong. Yeah, that's true. Okay, we'll we'll leave the check there. Um, okay, well, uh, we're answering your emails. And, Pastor, I think you have an email you want to read? Yes, uh, this is addressed to you, Evan. It says, Evan, my favorite show is your last one. I don't mean your most recent one. I mean my favorite show is the last one that you do. <laughs> <laughs> this is from uh, this is from Brian in uh, – where's Brian? In, uh, in Greenville, Wisconsin. Uh, just kidding. He says, uh, we love your shows. I hasten to add that for some unfathomable reason, my church lets me teach Sunday school. We spice up the weekly lesson with Bible buzzwords on the chalkboard. The kids must incorporate the th- uh, three 50-cent theological words or phases, phrases naturally into their answers in order to, for the class to receive a weekly treat. We also Ooh. use Ten Commandments in the news to filter the discussion of a weekly news event through Luther's small catechism explanation of the Ten Commandments. Only one-third of my students attend our church's Lutheran Day School. The worksheet's an important take-home assignment to continue at home the discussions and the catechism. Godspeed, Brian. Thanks, Brian. This is great. We love this kind of email, and we love to know that you guys, I mean, uh, theology in, 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 in our minds should be an adventure, and it should be fun. I mean, it's tough, but it's marvelous. I mean, the gospel is always a surprise and always a delight, and we're glad that you guys are able to take some of the goofball games that we use here on the show and uh, and use them to teach the Lord's Word and the Catechism uh, in your homes and in your churches. So thank you again, Brian, for the email. Yeah, that's right. And that's why we do this show, so uh, people can take these games and, and use them for their own teaching and, and understanding of theology. Uh, we get emails from time to time asking, you know, is it okay if I use... 
uh, this game on your show for this or that, uh, this website or this class. And uh, both of us give permission for anyone to use any of the games or any of the topics that we use on the show uh, with the condition that it is uh, it is being used to proclaim the gospel and write discernment uh, and not for anything else. <laughs> um, but uh, please, now we welcome you guys to, to take these games. Uh, and, right. by the way, if you guys have games that you play uh, with your students or with your family or something like this, send them to us, and we uh, will uh, we'll ruin them by playing them on the air. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're good at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's continue with the emails then. Uh, this one comes from Valerie in Tennessee. Uh, she says, uh, this morning we visited a church which uses its denominations, quote-unquote, new hymnal. They had a big fight over inclusive language, and the liberals won. We grew up in this denomination, but before the new hymnal was in effect, and my husband loudly and proudly sings the original words when he can remember them. This morning we sang Alas and Did My Savior Bleed by Isaac Watts. Uh, On the way home we discussed the changes and the possible liberal reasons for changing them. I wondered what the two of you might think about it. Now she quotes this hymn. uh, Should I read through this, or or would you want to talk about, generally speaking, about uh, this liberal use of uh, all-inclusive language in, in things like hymns. Well, maybe I would be even more broad than that and just talk about when changes in general in the church. I think this is a great email to talk about this because um, because one of the things that we want to be wary of is whenever you change something, say you change the, the lyrics of a hymnal or you change the, the way that you worship, or you, you change the language that you use in prayers, or you change the way you preach, or something like that. Anytime there's a change, there's a reason behind it. There's something driving it. Uh, and so you can, uh, it's especially important to notice when something's being changed, you, you can tell why. I mean, people don't just change things to just change it. Well, maybe some people do, but generally there's a reason behind it. And especially when the hymns in the church are changed, uh, it could be changed just to update the language so that it's more modern. So if you has, have antiquated language or, you know, kind of a King James English um, and, and people have a distaste for that, so they want to update it, that could be one reason. But generally, when you notice that hymns are being changed, uh, then you, you know that there's something theological going on. And normally, the thing that's happening is the hymns are being softened up so that they're not so kind of stark or offensive uh, or bloody. A lot of times that um, a lot of times the hymns have have kind of a kosher treatment and all the blood is drained from them. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. So they have these old hymns that talk about the blood of Jesus, but they're, the new hymns are... Uh, don't. They're they're more abstract. They're less concrete. They they're not so bloody. Uh, and this is just a general kind of theological trend away from the 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 gruesome nature of our salvation to something nicer and more palatable. Yeah, and in fact, uh, this email mentions that very topic about uh, changing blood. And she also says uh, they also changed drops of grief to drops of tears for some reason in this particular hymn. But she closes the email like this. As we were discussing these changes and trying to enter into the uh, the recesses of the, the <laughs> of the liberal minds to try and figure out why they changed what they changed, that's two, dangerous. Two thoughts occurred to me. Number one, my husband and I are theological nerds, and number two, <laughs> this would be a great game for Table Talk Radio. That's the same thought. Anytime you have the thought that you're a theological nerd, it just automatically goes that it would be a good game for us. That's really the definition of our games. Funny how that works. Funny. 
funny. All right, we have another email, uh, a bit like uh, bumper sticker theology, though this isn't a bumper sticker itself. Uh, she says, uh, Sarah writes, uh, it's um, a flyer that she found on her uh, Roman Catholic college campus, and it says, uh, righteousness takes work. Let's get going. <laughs> is this the same uh, Sarah Rose who wrote the email that says said she uh, has it's helpful listening to Table Talk Radio studying organic chemistry and then just recently wrote that she's discovered that it's even more useful for her abnormal psychology homework? That's the one. <laughs> okay, so what did the flyer say? It says righteousness takes work. Let's get going. Let's get going. And that was part of the uh, Roman Catholic Student Union. Yeah, something like that, some sort of flyer. So, uh, boy, well, you're the campus ministry vicar. Why, uh, why don't you uh, <laughs> give us your take on this? Uh, well, I mean, this, uh, it's important to you know make a flyer. I, this is what I always do: is, is make a flyer that can really connect with the students. And th- this one is just achieving it perfectly. <laughs> we should we should have your a eternal a, quest for e- relevance. You know, emotionally manipulative flyer somehow, and, and that <laughs> that would work. Emotionally manipulative bumper sticker. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I mean, okay, so so the Roman Catholic theology is, is certainly not that righteousness is bestowed uh, by grace through faith. I mean, certainly, as we would say, that uh, that the righteousness of Christ is is imputed to us um, by by the work of the, by the work of Christ um, and, and given to us in His Word by faith. And so we are we are now righteous. We are called righteous. We are just before God uh, simply by what. Christ has done for us, and these gifts delivered uh, through the gift of faith. Uh, now, the Roman Catholic view would be a little bit different. Pastor, why don't you tell us about how a Roman Catholic understands righteousness? Well, there's two—and remember, one of Luther's early discoveries of the gospel, he, he wrote this article called The Two Types of Righteousness. So there's active righteousness and passive righteousness, or, or maybe even better, the righteousness of the law, which is what we do in obedience to the Ten Commandments, and the righteousness of the gospel, which is— uh, uh, the gift of justification, the forgiveness of all of our sins. Now, in the Roman Catholic Church, you have, through the sacramental structure of the Church, the Holy, the grace from the Holy Spirit imputed, which which now uh, allows you or enables you, empowers you to do works, meritorious works of righteousness. Uh, law and gospel teaches otherwise. It teaches that while we try to do, to do that which is good and commanded by God, we fail but that the righteousness of God, the perfection of our Lord Jesus, his perfect keeping of the law, is imputed to us in the, in the absolution, in the forgiveness of all of our sins. So instead of saying, if we were to say, instead of saying righteousness takes work, let's get going, we would say something like this, righteousness is accomplished by the death of Jesus, Let's get believing or something. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not gonna that's not gonna bring people in. You, you gotta. <laughs> could, oh, could, yeah. could you make it a little bit more emotion, emotionally manipulative somehow, yeah. or or maybe if you could quote from from pop culture and saying that. Uh, oh man. <laughs> uh, the tribe has spoken. Uh, you're naked under your clothes. My best friend died. Come buy my T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, we're, we were talking about doing this on on this show. Is is having you go up against Chris Rosebow and you both have kind of like Iron Preacher and be like Iron Youth Speaker. I don't know how that works, but uh, have both of you have five minutes to, to see who can create the most manipulative uh, five minute speech. Uh, 
and because I kind of play Iron Preacher. I think we should do that. I think that's a good idea. There you go. There, All right. Well, go. we do Iron Manipulator. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we do want to hear from all of you uh, questions or comments about the show. Uh, send them to questions at tabletalkradio.org, or you can send us a, a voicemail message, 866-851-5523, and we'll play those on the air. Uh, don't forget to check out our website at tabletalkradio.org. We have the articles such as How to Tell If You're Being Emotionally Manipulated by a Youth Speaker. Uh, and what else we got in there? We got uh, the the uh, praise song cruncher. You can analyze all of your favorite uh, praise songs. Just print it off and, and take it to church, and, and and you can circle the right number right there, and you have crunch it. away, crunch away. It's That's a good right. way to make friends. <laughs> it works for us. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to Table Talk Radio, where the points are like the doctrinal orthodoxy of most youth speakers. <laughs> How's that? Not very much. Not very good. Really worthless. You've been listening to <laughs> Table Talk Radio. Oh, yeah. The Polypeism. views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to question at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message, 866-851-5523. Be sure to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.